This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on this beautiful Thursday in Chicago. It's a little bit warmer. It's sunny. Things are looking up. The Bears are on a playoff push. And for some reason, Carmen and I look like we're doing a Big Ten football show. Well, we're, we've got different motivations for, for our If you only would have today. opened it with, now, I would have been reminded of my guy, Rever. Oh, yeah. Love Rever. Love Rever. Good guy, Dave <sighs> Revson. The Rever. Uh, the Revers haven't had a rough night last night, as did everybody else who roots for the Northwestern uh, Wildcats. Yeah, yeah North, long-time Northwestern guy. L- lost to Chicago State, one of the most... Uh, Ranked 335 in Ken Palm. Yeah, That's but, not good. Yeah, but so I, I wore the cat gear today that Adam Hogue used to wear on the sidelines that he gifted to me. Yeah. Because I am willing to wear hand-me-downs from Hogue. Tomorrow I'll bring you some new socks. I, I, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, we have, do have a slight <laughs> sock issue going on. Got to upgrade the socks. But I, I wore this today because as I was starting my day and I was thinking about the Bears and the way they started 2-7 and seven and now have won three of their last four and are sitting here with an opportunity to run the table, damn it, and make it to the playoffs. It's not how many times you get knocked down in life, Adam Hogue. It's how quickly you get back up, and I am getting back up today. The Bears got back up today. The Wildcats are going to get back up today. Your Wisconsin Badgers and your whatever reason you're wearing that for the volleyball team who've been dominating, they're going to get back up. Shout out to everybody out there who has been knocked down and has gotten back up and moved forward. Let's go, Bears. Are you done? I think it's an important message. Casey, you're in. Lawrence, probably not. Not your motto. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Well, now we know why Carm's wearing that. It's it's a credit to you. Most people would probably hide the purple today after what happened yesterday. Right, right. I'm not hiding. Or where's all the Chicago State gear? Hey, congrats to the Cougars. Good job. Let's represent. Um, I'm wearing this because the Wisconsin volleyball team is in the Final Four tonight. And uh, this is like, it's Wisconsin versus Texas. It's the, this is the equivalent of Michigan playing Alabama in the Rose Bowl coming up here in a few weeks. Like, just in terms of program status. Two powerhouses. Hey, as we sit here and do the Bears show, the number one sport in the country that's talked about every second of every day, shout out to the sports that don't get the same amount of coverage. Yeah, that's all we're doing here. All right. Well, this was not planned, but I, I guess we addressed why we're wearing what we're wearing today. Um, yeah. We have uh, a good show for you planned today. Uh, Greg Braggs is still out. 
I am here. Nick has House Hall covered. We're going to talk to him in a little bit about the, what the coordinators had to say today. Luke Getze. Liar. Richard Hightower. Dave Borgonzi is the uh, designated positional coach from the defense to do the defensive coordinator press conference, even though the defense coordinator is the head coach. These things happen. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, they don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. No problem. Um, and let's see what else we got going for you. We got, we're going to talk a little Jalen Johnson. I have some thoughts on the kickoff rule. There was some NFL news yesterday. The NFL uh, meetings are going on right now. I think they're in Dallas. I don't know where they are. I think can, Dallas. Can we actually, if I, if I may, because I, I had a very wide-ranging morning here, Hogue. Mm-hmm. Can I give a shout-out to Dan Campbell to start the show? And and by association, Matt Eberflus. How do you feel about that? Uh, depends on what you're going to say. Well, <laughs> no, I know what you're going to say. Yes, I, 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 I let's do that. Lawrence just slid over his chair and is staring at me because he's interested. So that so 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 I started my morning going through YouTube, just, just you know searching the Browns and seeing what what people were talking about. And then I made my way over to Chris Collins' press conference because I wanted to see what he had to say. And then the next thing I know, Dan Campbell is, is being suggested to me. So I click on Dan Campbell's press conference from last Sunday, which I should have watched after last Sunday, but I didn't. And so I'm watching it today. And Dan Campbell talking about the fourth and one play where Jack Sanborn came flying in to make a stop and and the Browns get 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 held on their own 38-yard line basically sealing the football game for the Bears and he was asked about that play and he's like, "Well, you know, they're coming off the bye week. That was something new that they added in. We had never seen it before. So, quote, credit to them, they got us." Yeah. So, A, unlike Luke Getzi today who can't seem to remember where he found the play that set DJ more free <laughs> Campbell actually was able to speak honestly which we appreciate and said look they never run that before they obviously put it in the bye week they used it at the right time they got us credit to them that sucks for us go Bears so to you Matt Eberflus congratulations you are adjusting along the way here you are adding things in you are catching coaches off guard and it is Happening in key plays that is bringing Bears victories. That is a win for the Flucy Flus Flus Flus. I mean, it was a good play. And yes, I mean, credit. Now, flip side, Luke Getze talked today. Yeah. Luke Getze said on their fourth and one that I've been complaining about relentlessly this week about how they put DJ Moore in the backfield and 700 people on the defense were like, DJ Moore's in the backfield. DJ Moore's in the backfield. Let's look <laughs> at DJ Moore in the backfield. Let's tackle DJ Moore in the backfield. Um, he said that the Lions lined up differently than they thought there. And um, the guy they thought that was going to be on the line of scrimmage was actually back. And it screwed everything up. And Call timeout? Well, he got asked that. Good follow-up by whoever asked it. I was reading the transcript, not listening today. Um, he, said, uh, he, he said, you could do that. But uh, sometimes in those situations when you're getting the ball to one of your really good players, you're just kind of hoping he makes somebody miss and gets there. Ah, uh, the now, old, the old hope. Now the, the old hope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, players do make plays. Now in the first half like that, in a mo- moment where you're up 10, nothing, you can go up 17, nothing. If you keep that drive going, mm-hmm. I'm calling timeout, but honestly, that's Matt Eberflus's job. Like there's got, but there's gotta be good communication there where the offense coordinator saying, uh-oh, we don't have this, we don't have this, can we call a timeout? And then it's up to the head coach 
timeout. Um, and they didn't do that. So that's uh, kind of on both of them, I would say. And personally, I would have called timeout. But what I wanted to get here is shout out to Luke Getze because he took full ownership for that play. Love that. Um, there was a follow-up question. It was like, well, basically, could Justin, if he sees that, just sneak it? He's like, well, no, that's on me. Like, Justin, in that situation, Justin wouldn't have been taught to do that. And, okay. then, and then it was kind of asked again. And he's like, well, in the future, hopefully we can get to that point where, you know, we can get that advanced. But in this situation, at least because we've this has been a constant conversation, it seems like every week, he was not blaming the quarterback at all. He took full ownership for what was a bad play call in a bad situation against a look that they didn't get. So um, how about this? Coaches taking ownership. Dan Campbell, Luke Getze. Yeah, uh, I and look, Luke is sort of becoming a guy that at least at times will be – let's call it overly honest, at least when it's come to the quarterback at times that he's kind of underlying things, and then but he'll also go the other way and say something super nice. Um, and then I'll say things like today, where, where, where'd you get that DJ Moore play that uh, where he walked into the end zone and nobody touched him? I, I can't remember. Well, well, let's give full context on that. So yeah. um, got, Luke Getze was asked about the – well, I guess we could talk to Nick about this stuff a little bit later, too. But Shout out to Courtney Cronin, who asked him. Go ahead. Um, you know, was that the – the uh, this is the run play for DJ Moore. You know, has this been in? Has this been something you've been waiting the right time to run? And he was like, no, nah, we basically put that in during the bye week. Every what? week we have a meeting where guys have different ideas, and we like this and this situation, and, and we went for it. And then the follow-up was, well, where'd you get it? Um, and instead of like going down the, was it Dow Loggins going down the road of like pulling out some play from like the 1940s or something off of some video that was really cool. Um, you get to, he was like, I don't know where we got it. Yeah. Yes, you do. I watch a lot of college games. I watch a lot of the NFL. It's part of my job. He said it was an NFL game. He just couldn't I, remember which one. I got it from the NFL, but I just, you know, to be honest, I can't remember. Hey, Luke, love you, pal. Love, 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 love you walking up there every day, kidding around with everybody, busting out the sun kiss. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm not telling you where I got that one from. Yeah, he just didn't, I, <laughs> he just didn't want it. people yeah. to know where he was getting stuff out, which I get it. Coaches yeah. are paranoid. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Whatever. We don't need to make a big deal out of that. Good to see Herb Howard, by the way, in the chat here. I, to be honest, though, I would probably do the same thing. I'm like, not sure. Like, like we've, we've put in a few plays at Carmel where – where I actually just literally named them after a team, you know, where I got the play from. Where do you have the time to scout other high school football teams? You were the busiest cat on the planet. This dude does not sleep. Shout yeah, out, listen, Ho. For, for, you're not listening. One, I scout the teams we play because I have to. That's part of the job. Oh, what nice. I'm talking about is if I put in a play I see from an NFL game. Oh. Yes. Okay. If I saw a block that, okay, like let's say a field goal block that I saw, you know, a certain NFL team run this year, which I'm not going to tell you now, Carm, because I don't want you to look it up and know which one. And then the team we play week one will then know it. That's why I'm not telling you. I'm with you, Luke. You don't tell anyone where you got that play, even though we all saw it. Now we all know it's on film and we can all see it this week. Yeah, uh, that's weird. But <laughs> you want to keep that a secret, go ahead. And I, I get it now. You're, you're not watching other high school games. You're watching NFL football mainly and the teams that you have to scout um shout out to herb howard who's in the comments he said he loves you carm but he loves me more 
You know, it's just so. it's it's incredible that a guy like Herb who I've nurtured in the, in this business. Who who I I, I de- you nurtured Herb. I I I, I you know I, I give I, Herb. I give well, obviously to uh, the the Bigs gets the number one credit, but 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 Mark Grody put Herb on the score back in the day, and I heard Herb on. I was like, my guy Herb. I want to meet this dude. He sounds like he's got his stuff together. So then I you know in my prior job I put him on fanside. We were we were we, we were building something. And then, and then CHGO came calling, and, and 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 here we are. So like we 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 were, we were there together, me and Herbie. We were doing mm-hmm. something, and now, today, like Hogmore, it's unbelievable, Lawrence. It's not, just, it's not just today. I mean, where does he get off? <laughs> it's every day. Where's the loyalty? <laughs> I mean, just give me some fake loyalty. Well, he said he loves you. That was fake. Oh, there's the fake. I got it. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get into some Jalen Johnson conversation. We talk more about what the coordinators had to say in a little bit. Nick's going to join us from House Hall uh, shortly. But we've actually had this on the on our rundown for like two days, and then other stuff's come up. Yesterday was the Yannick Ngakwe conversation. So um, let's get into this because Jalen Johnson, um, just first of all, shout-out to Jalen Johnson. He's been balling out. He's been awesome. He's he, he's now he's getting interceptions. He's dropped a couple pick sixes, but now he's catching the ball more, and it just feels like that pick six is coming. Like, it's just going to come at some point. He's been playing at a high level. I believe Pro Football Focus now has him as the number one rated corner in the entire league this year. So, what that means in uh, two words, ka-ching, would be the two words that come to mind. I would go with three. I like four words. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka-ching. Maybe that's seven words. A lot of, a lot of dough is coming Jalen's way here. Uh, not to quibble with the kachings, but there we you know, go. no, we can quibble on kachings. Um, <laughs> a kaching could quibble. So the question is, did the Bears screw up by not paying him at the trade deadline? Because remember what happened. There was a lot of talk there, and it was as public of a negotiation as we've heard Ryan Poles have since he's become, become the Bears general manager. Right, Jalen's on the score. Saying what he wants. I don't want to get paid this much. I'm willing to get paid this much. You know, I need the respect. All this stuff, which was totally cool, and I appreciated his honesty and can you know being candid about all that. Um, and then there's a trade requ- request in there too, which was kind of weird. And then obviously, what was interesting about all that, which is definitely part of this conversation, was. Ryan Poles comes out after the trade deadline and says, look, we, we value Jalen Johnson with a late first round, early second round pick. Mm-hmm. Like if we were going to trade him and honor his trade request, we needed that in return. Nobody offered that. So that speaks to whatever the rest of the value was. I mean, that's as close to hitting the open market as a free agent as you're going to get without actually hitting the open market in that type of situation. And you think that whatever team was going to trade for him was also going to talk to him about a contract extension and not just make it a rental. So after all that, he doesn't get traded. He's not worth that. And ever since, he's played a lot better. Now, he had a couple drop pick sixes in there for sure, and we all said at the time, oh, boy, you're losing money with that. I think he's overcome whatever he's lost by all these other picks he's had. Right, the drop pick six, two of them, one for sure. Those are pretty much in the rearview mirror as he's continues to like assist it. But like, I think we have to not go crazy 
an, an overvalue, say, the pick he's getting against the Lions last week and, and the fact that he's got the most picks that he's ever had in his career. But this was something that the Bears were very clear about, clear about that they wanted Jalen to do. Yeah. Now he's gone out and done it. So are you going to pay me? And by the way, thanks for the motivation and thanks for, you know, having me do something that's going to be directly on the stat sheet that is going to, in all likelihood, have a direct impact on how much somebody else is going to be willing to pay me. So I, I think the, the biggest thing with Jalen that you, when, if, if, you, if you know Jalen, Jalen is from California. His daughter's out in California. He is not married to the Bears. This is not somebody like Cole Kabat who grew up here and has dreamed about winning a Super Bowl here. Jalen's dreaming about winning a Super Bowl in the NFL. That's more who he is. So there is not going to be any discount coming. And it would be insane. Like there's some rumors out there that maybe they would sign something now. And I guess the Bears do have some leverage with the franchise tag. Let's not even call those rumors. Okay. That was a completely bogus report. Okay. There was a bogus report out there. Let's say it like that then. That made no sense. Um... He, he's he, you're not getting him at a discount. So to your question at the start here, did they make a mistake? Has the price gone up? I mean, no one's going to really know for sure, but I think logically, yeah, I think the price is is, is rising for Jalen right at but, basically every week. Well, those are two different questions. Um, here's a super chat from Robert Lee, five dollars. I think players that play great in a contract year tend to regress the following year. Not a fact, just my opinion. What's yours? CHGO the best. That is certainly. Um, a thing that happens now what I would say is I don't know if that's always the case for somebody who's right at the end of their rookie deal because that is considered the prime right of these NFL contracts and you're seeing right now Montez Sweat well he got paid how's he look since he got paid he looks fine he looks more than fine he looks outstanding so that you know if we're talking about I think that applies more in other sports than than football. I think if you're talking about a guy who's closer to like 30 who gets that third contract, then right. maybe sometimes that happens. And in those cases, it's not not even so much that they just don't care anymore because they got paid as much as they're 30. You drop off a cliff depending on what position you play at the age of 30. So I'm not really worried about that being the case with Jalen Johnson if they do pay him. Now getting back to the point you brought up, which was like, is he worth more money now? Probably was it a mistake that they didn't pay him when they had a chance? I'm not so sure it was because the other side of this was it wasn't just Ryan Poles that felt this way. I think we all felt this way too. We all wanted to see Jalen Johnson get his hand on the ball more. And if not paying him led to him balling out more and knowing I have to do this to, you know, to get the contract I want and now it's all out there on paper and on film, well, now you feel even better about giving him a lot of money. Yes, I suppose, but I like I don't get the... Have we not been able to look at Jalen Johnson and realize that this is, wherever you want to rank him, top... Well, pro football focus, top one right now. That's ridiculous, but look, top five, top 10, top 15. This is one of the top corners in the NFL, period. He's 24 years old. You need good cornerbacks to win in the National Football League. This guy is in your locker room. You know his character. And why would you not want to pay him? I like keeping good players. Jalen Johnson is a good player. 
and you can get creative with how you pay guys and use and the Bears have a lot of flexibility. So there's just a lot of ways they could go about this. I'm paying Jalen Johnson. Period. End of story. So okay, and, hey Jalen, we need to see more interceptions. Okay, I'll go get you some picks. I'll take. I'll. 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 I'll do. A, I'll do my job a little bit different. And and so okay, so now he's 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 getting some more interceptions. I don't know. I I just I don't I don't understand why this has been such a big mystery. Or they could have signed him a long time ago. Yeah, but okay. So do you think that they don't want to sign him? I think that they get a little too bent up on a number and 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 trying to negotiate versus like just get the deal done. So sometimes you just got to get it done. Well, and, I do and, and I even do, if you're a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, okay. So to, to what you're saying is something we've talked about and I believe this is Ryan Poles in this front office is like they are really trying to stay disciplined on the value they put on a player and not going over. Right. I can tell you for a fact, it's why they did not sign Mike McGlinchey last year. It's why they did not sign Javon Hargrave. Both of those players they were interested in, but they had a number. And maybe if it's close, they're willing to budge. I think that's the part we maybe haven't seen yet. But both of those contracts went way over their number. And they were out. And that's fine. There's a difference here, though. Something I want people to keep in mind is the position here. Because, first of all, I'm with a lot of people in the comments right now. I'm tired of seeing good Bears players leave. You drafted a guy. It worked out. Let's pay that guy. Let's keep homegrown talent here. No more of this Roquan Smith stuff, right? Now, there is one key difference, though, from Roquan Smith. And I think it's the positional value of a corner. So, if you're thinking, oh, they like Terrell Smith. They like Tyreek Stevenson. Maybe they feel like they can just sign one other guy a lot cheaper and the total sum of the parts equals, you know, what Jalen Johnson was giving you on the field, but the money overall is less, which is kind of similar logic with what they did with Roquan Smith. Let's get two guys for the price of one. The difference, I think, is the value of the inside linebacker position compared to what you need from a really good corner that can shut down a half of the field. And I think that that's too valuable. Jalen Johnson's too good. He's earned it. It's also about what you show those players in the locker room, which is something we've talked about with Cole Komet. We've talked about with other players. They, they want to see their teammates get paid too. Right. And, and that's important. And they did it with Cole, but Jalen Johnson was close to getting paid. They wouldn't do it. People in that locker room are paying attention 100%. We talked to Cole about it at the deadline. And – now he's done nothing but ball out. You got to pay him. Now, where I still think this ends up, though, if I'm being honest, and I had to put my money on it, franchise tag. I think this is headed to a franchise tag. And do you think they work out a contract while he's on the tag? If, you had, if it was played all the way out? I think Jalen's recent play actually makes it more likely they get a deal done than I felt like after there was a trade request at the trade deadline. I didn't like the trade requests... Not that they requested it. I just don't like the fact that it got to that point where that felt necessary. That right. was... Well, let's And look. think about it. That day, Nick, our guy Nicholas Moriano was like convinced Jalen Johnson was gone. And he wasn't the only one. And well, I didn't particularly think he was gone. I didn't think that that was going to happen. But 
Well, let, let's also remember his entire history and what you're talking about as far as the locker room wanting him to get paid. Now, now a lot of these guys are new here, so, so, so most of them don't remember. But Jalen's been here for a minute. Jalen was here with you, Matt Nagy. Jalen got a letter in his locker because he was two minutes late one day uh, from Matt Nagy saying, you are fined. Mm-hmm. And Jalen went and put that on social media. <laughs> To call out the coach of the Chicago Bears as things were falling apart, and you knew that it was over for Matt Nagy at that point, that his players were openly saying, this freaking clown fined me for being two minutes late for everything that I'm doing here. And by the way, I was on time for the meeting, for the record. Uh, So that that happens at 9 o'clock, whatever. I'm just saying that a guy like that in your locker room who's willing to speak truth to power a little bit there, there is, there is an extra bit of juice that that guy has, which if the Bears are comfortable with who their head coach is and how he goes about their business, which I assume they are at this point, you, you know, you're not intimidated by that, and that's somebody that you actually want around. And yep. so I just this, this is somebody who's earned his stripes in that locker room for, for a good period of time, plus he's a very talented player. I just don't see the benefit at all of nickel and diming him. And, yeah, sometimes you got to plug your nose and, and pay a little bit up. But he, was, he's not, he wasn't asking for top of the market at the time. He was very clear about that. Yeah, well, and then there was an exchange on Parkinson Spiegel the other day where they were basically like, should they have signed you earlier? And he was kind of like, I'm thinking what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, ben Wonderlick, uh, $20. They for sure missed out at the time. With all the cap space we will have, why are we holding on for so long and not backing the Brinks truck up to JJ's door? I still think there is a strong possibility. He gets a big, he gets a bag and stays. Um, yeah, I think so too. Look, the only thing I will caution everyone, yes, the Bears have a lot of cap space still, but depending on how this all plays out here down the line, that can disappear real fast. So you still got to be careful. They remember they paid Montez Sweat. That's going to start counting against you. You, I, I, I have to wonder like how much this impacts their quarterback decision down the line here. Because again, if you can stay cheaper at quarterback, the second you start having a forty million dollar quarterback contract on your right on your books, that takes up a huge part of the the cap space. So. Yeah, it gets complicated when you start talking about it that way. Right, and are you going to try to add a premier guy to t- to be with Montez? That's going to be super expensive. I mean, I think that has to be, I hope, is the biggest calculus for Ryan here where he's thinking about, look, I got to have this, I got to have that. And so, yes, I want to have Jalen, but the luxury of overpaying him in his mind might be something that we can't do because we I did inherit this roster that had a zillion holes. So as much as I'd like to keep Jalen, I... I'm going to prioritize elsewhere, but I would just, again, to what we just said a zillion times over, cornerbacks matter. Young cornerbacks who are really good matter. I I don't think the Bears are going to regret paying Jalen if they choose to do it. The roster had more holes than your socks today. Uh, Chef MAC, (laughs) $2 super chat. If JJ gets tagged, I bet he would sit out. No way. That's the the other thing, too. Well, Well, I don't think he'd sit out to the point where once the season starts, but I, I definitely think there would be a holdout. Yeah, no, right. Okay, fine. Remember, he didn't even show up to the voluntary portion yeah. this past year. No, that, that's Until fine. late. I, I agree. I agree. He he's not going to be. He won't be the first guy at training camp if, if that happens. Yeah. Uh, hey, with Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, so competitors 
advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire takes care of care of you with their philosophy of helping you find what you need not overwhelming you with thousands of choices and substitutes they leave what they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles and their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space it's easy just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room plus empire services their own warranties so if an issue does arise all you got to do is call empire they service all warranties themselves you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollar off discount when they use promo code chgo restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash chgo for details and need the perfect bag for game day adam hogue is about to model the varsity coolers option here they got you set for game day and beyond with the best portable cooler and weekend or duffel around look at it you got the exterior the team colors on the bottom as hogue is showing you is a beautiful map of the city that sweet the banners got the landmarks and the lining is a food scene we got the hot dog situation Thank you for all those who chimed in on our hot dog conversation yesterday. Ho got completely okay, uh, done wrong at Navy Pier. And um, to Jeff, 856-97-56887 on, on Twitter. Um, hot dog right there. We love you back, brother. Uh, this doubles as a cooler. It fits in your golf cart. It's perfect for Christmas, Hanukkah, any holiday gift. It's built to show up to a party in style, walking around town, your gym bag, all of it. This is what you want to do. Go to varsitycoolers.us, varsitycoolers.us, and use that code CHGO at checkout. 10% off your order hook it up it's a sweet gift for anybody your bears fan or your any football fan in your life nicholas moriano coming up from house hall here in a few minutes um i I got some cleveland brown stuff for you as well before we get out of here today whenever you want to do that sir hogue uh, as i'm learning the browns and learning their the injured browns it was a great morning of learning cleveland browns situations agbo Akaranko played a half last. He played a he played a half last week with a torn pec. Dude tore his pec and stayed out there. A torn Matt pec. Matt pec is so excited about what the Bulls are doing these days. Never seen a guy more has more belief in a franchise than Peck has in the Bulls. Does he really? Or are you being sarcastic? I am being sarcastic. Okay, I was going to say because I, I wasn't getting that same vibe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about the Browns for a second. Very very interesting but not necessarily exciting team does that make sense it's pretty fascinating what they're doing um i will say this if this game was being played at soldier field i think 100 percent i'd be picking the bears this week interesting but they've been a different team at home the only home game they lost was when they played the ravens without deshaun watson not that Watson was playing that well, but I believe that was DTR's first start, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and he threw he had three interceptions in that game. So they've been pretty good. And, like, I was watching some of the film of Joe Flacco, um, and it's like... Was it elite? No, it wasn't elite, but it's kind of exactly just what they needed. They have a good team. They play well. They're well-coached. They have a good defense. They literally just needed, like, a veteran 
that can just operate the offense. And that's really all Flacco's doing. He's being able to get down vertical a little bit more than the other, other quarterbacks were able to. But it's still kind of hilarious when he tries to move. And he, like, he's not perfect. Like, I saw plenty of throws that were off the mark still. The last time that Joe Flacco played double-digit games in an NFL season was 2017. It's crazy. Okay? Yeah. He, he, he was with the Jets, if people are forgetting, for the last three years in which he played a combined 12 games in those three years. All right? He was sitting on his couch, eating his mother's food, watching the Browns play football. And he was like, yeah, I can help that team. And then here come the Browns needing help. And he's the fourth QB to start for the Cleveland Browns this year. You, I mean, you mentioned Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And, of course, uh, let's not forget about P.J. Walker, who was once a Bear, who started a couple games. And then you've got Deshaun Watson and his six games. And here comes Flacco to save the day. I mean, that's who they have to beat this week. The dude, the dude was hanging out, watching football, on his mom's couch, enjoying himself at – 38 years of age, and now he's, you know, I mean, he's just, and you're also playing without your starting left tackle, your starting right tackle, your backup uh, right tackle, but hey, they, they, they put up 30 plus last week and beat the Jaguars, who have their yeah. own problems, but that's a team that is headed most likely to the playoffs. Uh, there was a comment in there that the Browns beat the Ravens on a last second field goal. That was the game in Baltimore. The one earlier in the season in Cleveland was the one that they lost 28 to 3. Um, that was their only home loss of the season, and they've just played really well at home. Now, the problem that's kind of complicating this as we bring Nicholas Moriano into this is is uh, he, defensively they're beat up right now. They lost Grant Delpit. They lost uh, Ogbo that you brought up. And for, I, for people that don't know, Grant Delpit is their leading tackler, one of their great. Safe- yeah. Safety. Yeah, phenomenal yeah. safety. Their their second leading safety is also not on the field right now. At least did not practice yesterday. So uh and they're missing again left tackle, right tackle. But that they've been missing those guys for well, the left tackle out all season long. So anyway, it's this is uh they so they've been functioning without them. But a lot of players. Nick, before we get to what you learned from the coordinators today, just what's your uh as we talk about this on Thursday, just your overall feeling about this Cleveland Browns team right now. I mean, it's a really good opportunity for the Bears team to face a Browns team that's really injured, you guys. You talked about all the players being out, and, I mean, look, they still have Miles Garrett and obviously some very impactful players, but anytime you're going up against a team that's missing starting tackles, one of their leading defensive players in Grant Delpit, like, there's opportunities for the Bears team that's relatively healthy outside of Yannick Ngakwe, season being, you know, obviously season ending with that injury, but it's a good opportunity to go into – facing a tough defense in a hostile environment, but they're doing so against a pretty banged-up Browns defense, a Browns team in, in general. So it's a good opportunity for them. One, Thornhill's the other safety, by the way. Name was slipping on my old mind here. Uh, and he may play this week, but he did not practice yesterday. Enrique, uh, I see you in the comments. We did not have a live Hogan Johnson today, so I apologize if you left us a super chat. We didn't read it. It's because we didn't see it. We were not live, but we thank you for the support. <laughs> I just don't want to leave you hanging. Um, that was definitely not a live show. Nick, um, let's talk about what, what, what you tell us. I mean, I, I, I saw what Getsy had to say today. We talked a little bit about the uh, run to DJ Moore earlier, but what did you, just from talking about to the coordinators this morning, what did you think like stood out the most? Yeah, let's start with that play that uh, DJ Moore scored on. It was you know, beautifully executed, having Justin Fields out wide and 
you know, him going right, DJ going left. And uh, Luke Getzi was asked, how long have you been sitting on that one? And he said it only happened, you know, this past week, but he got it from an NFL game, couldn't identify which one it was. And I'm sure if he really wanted to tell us, he could identify it. But I uh, doesn't remember. I appreciate him lying. That's true. Yeah, so keeping his cards to, uh, close to his sleeve, right? So didn't say which one, but when he does see something like that work, obviously said it's great to see. It's fun when you get to practice things like that, and everyone gets excited when you're able to execute those types of plays because there's a lot of things kind of happening. So when you take it to the practice field, take it to a game situation like that and end up being you know, that first touchdown of the game, obviously it's going to feel gratifying when you worked on something and it executes and apparently – they just put it into the game plan that past week. So it was nice to see them execute that. Um, and then, you know, with DJ Moore running the ball, he had a couple of op- more opportunities in that game. And he, Getsy was also asked, is there some untapped potential there with, with DJ Moore? Because he is a physical player. And Getsy didn't want to limit what DJ Moore can do. He says he's a talented player. He can do a lot of different things. So no reason to hold him back what he's capable of doing. I'd rather see him, though, you guys go out and run routes and – you know, be a receiver because I think that's where he's best at. Nick, who's behind you that's running your shot right now? Please yell at him for me. <laughs> Good question. I can't even tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, where are you right now? I'm like, I've been staring so at you know, some... like the wires coming out of the wall there. He's mm-hmm. leaning in like it's like, I don't know, Nick, move more center to your camera. What you can't like. Well, well, so I have an elaborate setup here, Lawrence, and I can't really do that, <laughs> but um, they have some stuff going outside where I usually record. So we're kind of modifying it today. So sorry. Well, all right. More importantly, I'm sorry. I just got us off track. Let's go back to yesterday. That never happens. As, as this rare, that's really, that feels like it's Patrick Finley behind you. But uh, <laughs> let's go back to yesterday. What was your main takeaway from, from Justin's talk with the media that was in the afternoon that we didn't get to speak to you about yesterday? Well, I, I mean, I think the big topic, and I even wrote about just with, um, you know, him not getting the, the calls with the late hits and things like that. It's almost like he's come to accept it. And, like, that's where the reality of the situation is with where – you know, he's at as a player and even though he's doing everything he can talking to the officials before games and, you know, making sure he's not fake sliding or anything like that. He's still, it, it just seems like uh, Justin Fields, that's like, I'm gonna, you know, only do what, what I can in his power. And that's talk to the officials, get down when he can. And um, it just kind of seems not like a defeat. I don't want to say defeated, but just someone that's come to grip with the reality of the situation, which is unfortunate because it seems like Justin Fields has given himself up with plenty of time, but you know he's still not getting the calls that many of the other quarterbacks. You, you probably will see them get those calls. Nick, can I talk some special teams? You can talk some special teams. Let's go. Richard Hightower um, talking today, and there was a little bit of news yesterday about the. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, Lawrence. Um, but yes, as part of this discussion, but there was uh, league meetings are going on. And the the headline, essentially, to me, hearing what Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent had to say, was maybe they've gone a little bit too far with these kickoff rules because it's become a a dead play, I think was the way Troy Vincent Mm -hmm. called it. It's just there's there's nothing to it anymore. Um, I know Richard Hightower, the Bears special teams coordinator, was asked about this today. What What did he have to say? Yeah, I think just to kind of paraphrase here a little bit, um, like 
obviously the the kick return is like a phenomenal play is what he how he kind of described it and he, he mentioned Devin Hester and making that play like really relevant but you want to keep that type of play in the game you guys and I mean they call it he said they call it football for a reason it's because you kick the ball you start off the game with that exact type of play so you want to look at it and look into the offseason how you can kind of you know make it even better because at this point like I would agree it's almost become sometimes irrelevant there are obviously sometimes where maybe with the cold weather you're seeing more of those opportunities to return the ball but for a guy like Richard Hightower this is where he makes his living right game planning and designing things so that you know this part of the phase can be a factor and I think that's kind of like how he was kind of putting it he still wants it to be a part of the game and again it's called football for a reason like you said who asked him if he wants to be a football czar? <laughs> oh, man, who was that? I think that was Patrick Finley. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds like a Finley question. Yeah, and he was like, no, I got enough to worry about. Let, uh, Law, let's see this graphic. Uh, this was courtesy of NBC. Um, I, I saw this because uh, I was trying to figure out what was said yesterday, and I think Florio and Chris Sims were talking about this, and they put this graphic up. Uh, Carm, look at this. Yeah, This is incredible. This shows you... What has happened to the kickoff in football? So going back to 2002, when they went to 32 teams, 93% of the time that the ball was being kicked off, there would be a return. This shows how it has changed through the rule changes that have happened over the years since they've, it, 2009, 2011 new rule, 2016 new rule, 2018 new rule, wow. and then now you can fair catch it. We, are, we have gone from 93% of kickoffs being returned to 20. One out of five kickoffs is even getting returned right now. It really is a dead play. That is... When you put it up there on the screen like that, good job by NBC. That is crazy to think about. And I, I believe it or not, loved what Roger Goodell had to say, Nick. He said, look, we've, we, we have to find a way to make this play exciting again while also keeping it safe. And he's like, we've done it before with other things, and that's got to be our job here is to fix it. So sounds to me like the fair catch rule is actually going to go away. This was a one-year experiment. But I wonder if they start going into some of the stuff like the XFL did with this crazy formation where the team's already like on the opposite side of the field when they, when they kick off. like Stuff like that to play around with. I think that would be interesting to implement because, honestly, like even when you're at a game, if you're a spectator or someone in the media covering it, like you look at the kickoff, obviously you're trying to pay attention, but it's like let's start uh, taking the, the offensive notes already. Right, because that's just kind of how it, what it's become at this point. Something to where you're not usually seeing those big impactful returns, and you know, Bayless Jones Jr. credit to him has actually had a couple, you know, just in his time here with the Bears. But like, it just it just doesn't have that that punch, that spark that you know used to when you were watching like Devin Hester back in the day do it. So uh, it would be nice to see something done to make it more relevant. So then, when you're starting the game, you don't know what can happen. It can actually be an impactful return set up the offense and. You go from there. I'll go left turn here at the risk of getting people mad at me, which has never happened before in the history of the show. Does it make <laughs> any sense when you look at the overall game of football that we settle things by some five, six foot inch soccer player coming out there to kick an oblong ball through 
two goal a, a goal post from 60 yards that's how we decide the most physical intense sport of all time like i just wonder i don't think it, ever, it will ever happen but just getting rid of like 90% of the kicking game and actually settling it <laughs> the way football should have been meant to be played i'm i'm down i it just is stupid Oh, we got to the, the, the kickers now. In, in, in he's tw- trolling me. In tw- I know he's just trolling. In twenty years, you'll be a head coach by then, and you won't care. So just just go that route. In twenty years, they're going to be able to kick a field goal from eighty yards. That's what's going to happen. Now, is is that how a game should be decided? Why not? Because it's that's just not. It's stupid. It's not. It's not. <laughs> why is it stupid? It's just a game we play. Okay, but but rules to games change, yeah, and, and we're and the kicking rules are changing all the time. Like, okay, you could put the XFLers right now, but you're I, saying I, just get rid of. You're talking about field goals, though. You're saying get rid of field goals. Yeah, but I'm not. I wouldn't be opposed to like getting rid of the kickoff either. You start the ball on the twenty yard line after a touchdown. Period. That's a, that. There is no kickoff. You can't make it safe. Enough with the making things safe. Well, well I, that 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 part I tend to. Go. For Nick, I'll let you respond to to that lunacy, and then I'll respond. It's not lunacy and by the way there's a lot of people that do think this way thank you very much and and that's fine even if i was the only brilliant person that had this thought go ahead nick well okay so for me like i mean devin hester is my favorite player growing up he 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 doesn't become himself or do what he does without the kickoff mark that's about you you, and not about the game go ahead yeah but there's a lot of people that really do appreciate that part of the game you know i'm gonna go tell cairo santos in the locker room later what you said mark yep Tell that's him, fine. Uh, tell him. Tell him and, that Carm doesn't want him to have a job. Does he look like a football player <laughs> yeah. to anybody? That guy was walking down the no, street. No, he looks like a kicker. No, he, he does lo- not look like an offensive lineman. You're right, Carm. He, he doesn't, doesn't look like a lineman. He doesn't look like a receiver. He doesn't look like a running back. He looks like an accountant. He doesn't even look like a kicker. Wow. Which is totally He's a nice fine. Fade. He's a good-looking accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't think I don't, I don't think the game should be decided by that guy. I just don't. Listen, uh, right. It's decided by field position, which talk to any coach that's ever coached the game and how important that is and how much the fight for field position is going on behind the scenes when the casual fans not even thinking about that, how much it makes a difference. And I can show you slide after slide from PowerPoint after PowerPoint about how much the kickoff and how and how much a kick return impacts your probability of scoring. Okay, teams that can get the ball out to at least the forty have an astronomically higher percentage chance of scoring points than the team gets gets stuck at the twenty five every time. That's why it matters. That if you just start at twenty five all the time. Scoring's going down. I'm telling you that right now. A league that loves points, loves offense, your scoring's going down because these teams that are actually able to get it out farther are increasing their chance of scoring. And it's not just kickoffs. Then it's the battle back and forth, which is why the punt's such an important play. And I don't think they're talking about getting rid of punting, but once you go down one road, you're going to go down the other. So this idea that you should not have a player out there kicking the ball or a player out there punting the ball, just get rid of them altogether, it's probably the... The second dumbest take we've had on the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I, uh, Lawrence, can you do a poll? Get rid of get rid of kickers. Yes or no? Uh, <laughs> do it. I dare uh, you? Let, let's get rid. Let's I, let's get rid of kickers. 
I'm I you, you can't get rid of the punt. I like the punt. You got to be able to punt. Get rid of the kickoff. Get rid of get rid of field goal. Now, one thing I will come with you a little yeah. bit. Just get rid of them later. And, and, and I'm, pr- I'm probably going to piss some other special teams coordinators off with this take. I do wonder why more kickers can't also punt and vice versa. Yeah, why can't you? Like, Let, I, 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 and I'm not saying they should all be able to do that, but I'm surprised that we don't have like one or two in the league that could do both. And I, they're, by the way, they're completely different things. But they're also, also now you got a lot of... Right. Kickers I mean, at lower it, levels it, that are also really good punters. If Shohei Otani mm-hmm. can win the home run record and be the Cy Young, you, could, you would think that this guy, <laughs> that the, yeah. a kicker, could be able to figure out how to kick a field at, goal. At the and highest punt. level of the game, you think there'd be, you think there'd be more of them. That's all. I, that, that that's all I'm saying there. And I'm gonna, I guarantee you, there's some special teams people out there that did not like me saying that, but still. Do you know who's last in the NFL, by the way, in uh, net punt uh, net punt yardage? It's probably Trenton Gill. It is Trenton Gill. Yeah, he's kind of last. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, and uh, like I, I always like you know I look at his yardage every week, and I'm like, yeah, you know, because his his actual yards of that he's punting are fine, his mm-hmm. average. But if you look at net, Bears are last. Okay. Trenton Gill's gonna have some competition for that worthless position. I think we need to get Robbie Golden <laughs> in here someday soon. We could talk to Robbie. He's free now. So yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. Red hoodie, show your face. Oh, as soon as you said that, gone. <laughs> Nick, what do you got? Anything else you got for us? Uh, let's see. We have, you know, it's uh, Dave Bergonzi. What did Dave Bergonzi, the linebackers coach, have to say, you guys? Okay, with this resurgence or this, this nice stretch that the defense has had, he was kind of asked about, you know, just to describe the the, pro, the productive stretch he's had in these recent weeks. And he went back to um, a cool story that happened in training camp where the Bears had Andre Curtis, who was in Andre, uh, Andre Curtis and Richard Hightower kind of speak to the team, both guys that have won Super Bowls, Andre Curtis in New York and Richard Hightower with the 49ers, kind of talk about those seasons and a common denominator for both of them was the adversity that happened in those seasons when they won. So... And they talked about how they were able to overcome that adversity. And, you know, there were moments that were obviously bad for both of them, but they came together uh, in those seasons to ultimately get the, the, the one prize that everyone's looking for, that, that Lombardi trophy. So he was asked just, again, how that relates to what's been going on here. It wasn't it wasn't all good at first, you guys, with the defense. Their, their rush defense was pretty consistent, but they weren't getting the turnovers. But this nice stretch that they're having – everything's coming together so he he shared that story with us about how they had that in training camp and maybe how it can be relevant to what this team is trying to do now win out and who knows what they can end up doing but you know even teams that win that ultimate prize it doesn't start off right but it's how you kind of it's how you finish right and that's what this bears team is still trying to learn still trying to do but he did mention that as um you know one of the Again, one of the things that's kind of going on with this Bears team that everything's kind of clicking on defense and just got to go back to what was being t- said at training camp. That's not going to start off right, but it can end up being a lot better later on in the season. All right, Nick, great stuff. Uh, good work out there this week. Uh, everyone should go check out Nick's story, too, that he wrote on uh, the Justin Fields getting hit late issue because he talked to a bunch of players about it. Um, so that's up at allchgo.com. Um, appreciate it, Nick. Nick, you're my hero. All right, you guys. See ya. 
Nick will also have tomorrow's preview show with Will DeWitt starting right here at noon on CHGO. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to our Sunday pre at 11. Looking forward to hopefully talking about a Bears victory at 3. Also, did you know that it's easier... It's well, at least it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Shout out to our friends at ComEd. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well being of all of us who share it. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So, Based on that, what should business owners do? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you just say comed.com slash clean? That's right. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. That is a beautiful thing to do. And also a shout out to our friends at Circa Sportsbook. The tight money line splits the low hold model. The Bears Three-and-a-half-point underdog at Cleveland this week. We do wait in general to give our predictions, but on this fine Thursday, why not? Everyone's injured. Bet the Bears. Live your life. You'll get the best value doing it at Circa Sportsbook. Circa does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who try to do that. Real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve any issues. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. If you're going out to Vegas, check it out. Uh, But more importantly, right here in Illinois, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at CircaSports.com slash Illinois dash app. Sign yourself up today. Be on the lookout for circa events, watch parties, tailgates. And yes, if you or someone you know does have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, putting as much money in your pocket. Gamble with Circa. You know what I uh, did last night for dinner? What'd you do, Adam? We, we did a little breakfast for dinner situation, which in my house means you're definitely making bacon. Because who doesn't love bacon? Oof. And Charlie, the Oof. bacon guy, is based out of Woodridge, Illinois. He makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, fancy, preservative-free product. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself, involved in the process. Unlike most store-bought bacon, it's vacuum-sealed, freezes great, lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge, six months in the freezer. Bacon jam, that'll last about 60 days in the fridge, um, but usually about 20 seconds in most people's houses. Mm -hmm. It's that good. Uh, And up to six months in the freezer. Some of your flavors that you might be able to, well, you're going to love them all, but here's some favorites. Maple pepper. Mm. Nashville hot. Yes, sir. French toast bacon. Right for you, yes, Lawrence. Yes, please. Buffalo bacon. Cody Delmel has got an amazing sweatshirt that you're going to see on Cubs today. He loves bacon. <laughs> he confirmed. 
jalapeno garlic, oh, jardinera bacon. Come on. And malort bacon. Charlie, that's wrong. That might be a little too far, Charlie, the bacon guy, but yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, the bacon jam flavors, you can get original bourbon, spicy peach. The bacon jam goes perfectly on anything in scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, cinnamon rolls, or how about right on the spoon? Mm. You can pick up the most efficient way, or he will deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home starting now until tomorrow. The 15th, you can save 10% off on your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use code CHGO10. Get your orders in and use that code to save. Again, CHGO10. Yeah, just got super hungry. All right, quick before we get out here and get to some super chats. Browns trivia, Hogue. Mm. When's the last time the Browns won a playoff game? Holy crap. Um, it's not as long as you think. The second question in this one is harder. But when's the last time the Browns won a playoff game? Wait, they didn't. Wait, didn't they? Did they win? beat the Steelers. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Uh, Baker Mayfield two. was still the quarterback. Look at you two. They yeah. beat the Steelers in the wild card round, and they lost in a very tight game. They should have won against the Chiefs, a one point loss. But before that, when was the last time before twenty twenty that the Browns won a playoff game? And who was the, the quarterback? The nineties. Bernie Kosar. Vinny Testaverde. Hogue for the win. Hogue over Lawrence. Damn it. 1994, Browns over New England. Vinny Testaverde was the quarterback. I actually almost pulled Vinny Testaverde. I just went with the standard Bernie Kosar answer. Well, Bernie yeah. would have been older, right? Yeah. Bernie was late 80s. Great perm. Though. I loved the. You I know who's tight with Bernie Kosar just to bring this week full circle? Don't say Derek Carr. No, think about what would bring the whole week full circle for us going back to Saturday night. On Twitter. Oh, Tressman. Mark Tressman. Yeah. Bernie. Yeah. No, that's... that's I remember seeing Bernie Kosar come out to Alice Hall when Tressman was a... Okay, there we go. I have way too many vivid memories from the Tressman era. Have you reached out to... Including which primetime games they won and lost. Have you followed Tressman and DM'd him and said, will you come on the show? I follow him. He doesn't follow me. How does he not fo- just just unfollow and follow him again and and get and have him follow you and reach out to Mark and get him on the show? He lives in Tampa or something. I don't. We know. can't put him on the. the no, the, he's gonna fly up here. Yeah, we'll fl- I want this? him in studio. How's this? I'm I'll going fl- for the big Tressman. I'll, fl- I'll fly him up on Carm's dime if if Tressman will come. Tressman, don't fly Spirit. Well, he's gonna have to fly Southwest, but that's fine. He'll do it. I could see Tressman on Spirit. <laughs> Hey, Spirit Airlines, shout out to you, buddy. You should sponsor this show because I will speak well of you every single day. I had a great time on Spirit Airlines. Let's get to these super chats. Wait, why did we do? It was just random trivia on the Browns. I just was like doing oh, my like Browns it. research. I'm like, yeah. what's, the, what's, what's the Browns playoff history? Because I was just thinking about how similar the Browns are to the Bears. Yeah, when's the last time the Bears won a playoff game? Uh, Yeah, we got to go to 2011, Seahawks. buddy. Yeah. Seahawks. Seahawks, 7-9. Uh, thank you, John Peterson, for the buck. Appreciate you. Bears fan in Wisconsin, $10. Figured you all would appreciate this. Just got married last week, and when I told my wife I would raise our kids to be Bears fans, she said, those poor kids. I hope I'm infertile. Love the show. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. Jeez. Come on, man. Congrats on the marriage. Hey, we are in a new era. We are in the Kevin Warren era. The playoff wins are just going to start flowing. Orange is falling off a tree in Florida, and whenever time they do that, probably year-round. You can do my orange research. 
Hogue. What? <laughs> Crispin Carroll, 499. According to CBS Sports, Justin Fields is a top 10 quarterback. How can we get rid of him if he keeps us up? It's a good question. Excellent point, Pigero. Is somebody vacuuming? <laughs> I believe that's probably just the uh, hand dryer that's in the bathroom. Hand dryer bathroom? It's very far away, but yeah, we definitely heard say, it. That's like a quarter mile the away. The loudest hand dryer of all time I'd ever use it. I just go straight to the hair because... Well, well we, we don't know you don't use the hand dryer. You don't wash your hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You walked right into that one. Elliot, 970. Can we get Carm in a dunk tank for charity? I mean. I don't see why not. I'm in. Let's go. One of our events, NFL draft, something. I'm not doing it. Where, where are we pulling a dunk tank from, though? Like Somebody will sponsor you, it. You Come can't on. just, like, set one up at Joe's on Weed. We're the biggest show in the history of sports media. Somebody wants to sponsor a dunk tank for us. Okay. I like that. Uh, Rockstar said spirit is the uh, CTA red line of the sky. <laughs> hey, I like the CTA red line. No, I, there's no place I can go better to get a nice, good whiff of secondhand smoke than get a little contact high than the red line. It's a great yeah. move. It's the red line is a place to be. I miss the red line. I still live right on the red line. I, there was a really good comment earlier. Now I can't find it or think of it. It was way earlier in the show. Any uh, recommend, recollection of what it was about? Mm, I'm blanking. I'll go in there and find it, and maybe we can bring it back because it was, it was some comparison to I think a movie or like characters in a movie, and I can't remember if it had to do with Getsy or Carm, but they're kind of the same people. So, oh, Carm's still here. Yeah. Hey, Angelic Insanity, call me. I want to talk to you. You're my new best friend, whether you like it or not. Okay. I think now's time to wrap the show. You guys have stopped talking. Uh, we've got a Cubs show coming up in uh, just a few minutes. So uh, what do you say? We just Lawrence wrap this kick- like, like a normal show and not just hang out for an extra five minutes for no reason. Lawrence is kicking us off. I mean, I got 7,000 more amazing takes that I'm just... I'm I'll, sure you I'll, do. But I'll hold it till... Get rid of kickers. Go on spaces. Derek Carr's better than Justin. It's been a week here, folks. I love you all. We love you all. Uh, we also 80, love Carm. 88% of the people say no, should not remove field goals from the game. All right, 12%. I'm, I got you. Let's go. Sean, Sean Dunstan, one of the great number 12s of all time. Give me Eric Kramer. Let's go. I love you 12s. Let's go Badgers tonight. Volleyball. Sorry, Joey. Do not hook the horns today. Hey, going hook. down. Keep your focus. This guy's unbelievable. We'll see you tomorrow. Nick and Will will take you home with their preview show. We all silly like the mayor. 